0: Here's a Johnny's uh, reviews, and my continued look at the Summer of a Super, which is my look at the Iron Man movies. Uh, now, I know what you're going to say here. Avengers isn't just an Iron Man movie. Well, to that, I say shut up, as there is only three fucking movies to date, and uh, I need five, so I'm throwing in Avengers and Age of Ultron. Anyway, now that we've got all that cleared up, i can start talking about this movie i first saw this back in 2012 in a packed cinema and after two and a half hours i walked out not loving this movie in fact here's what i wrote back in 2012 justin from adventures sad to say it's all fur coat and no knickers it's like a fireworks display all o's and ah's then it's over nothing new in fact watch transformers 3 and you'll get a gist of this just add iron man and co some of the jokes are really bad. In fact I went oh my god about ten times overall, four out of ten. And I added two for Chris Evansy's ass in his suit. Plus I want to know what the insurance is like in New York. That's like the billionth time it's had been destroyed. For this, I got a lot of flack. For not instantly loving, this, I buy a lot of flack. I mean I went on for bloody weeks for not instantly loving this movie. And I'm getting this now because I am getting this for most movies that I don't bloody like these fan favorite movies such as it you know for god's sake Jurassic World and What not know conjuring 2 and it was insidious 2 the fuck it was it was I was getting slack for not instantly loving it So piss off on that one and I don't give a rat's fucking ass I don't care So, sue me, it was bloated too long and overhyped and overpraised, and it was just too much of everything. However, that was six years ago, so do I still feel the same? Let us find out. With a budget of 220 million, this thing pulled in an incredible 1.5 billion. That's billion with a B. Uh, and so Marvel's big gamble paid off big time and this was the start of the billion dollar movies, the greedy bastards. Anyway, on with the show, starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Tom Hiddleston and Samuel L. Jackson, directed by Joss Wheaton. The plot, Earth's and mightiest heroes must band together and learn to fight as a team to take on Loki. And his alien army as they try to enslave the globe. Can the Avengers stop Loki or is the world a doomed? The movie opens up, as always do, on Marvel flipping pages. And then onto the Marvel logo turning blue with fire slash power from the Tesseract. Onto Shots of Space and a VoiceOver from the Other, a voice by Alexis denisov As he hands Loki his power sceptre. Then on to a shield compound in the middle of a desert as in a helicopter. Nick Fury, played once again by Samuel L. Jackson. Arise greeted by Agent Coulson, once again played by Clark Gregg. The, com- the, compound? the compound is being evacuated. Also on board is super annoying Agent Maria Hill, played by Colby Smothers of How Met Your Mother, the Lego Movie, a series of misfortunate events, the Netflix show. ...and sadly of these Avengers movies. And note Maria Hill isn't actually Marvel canon I was made up for this movie. And I cannot stand her from her shrill voice and that fake badass attitude. Maria Hill should have been killed off, not Agent Coulson. Anyway, Fury and co head down to the bills of the building... ...to where the Tesseract is being held as Dr. Selvig, played by Stellan Stars- Skarsgård... Of The Hunt for an October, Deep Blue Sea, Exorcist Beginning, and Dominion, and a Thor movies tell Fury the Tesseract is misbehaving, throwing off low levels of gamma radiation. Uh, up in his crow's nest, Fury calls down Hawkeye, played by Jeremy Rayner, of 28 Weeks Later, The Heart Locker, Mission Impossible movies, and the Avenger movies to report on the ongoings. He tells Fury it's a doorway to space and doorways open from both ways. With that, the cube spits out an opening and Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston of Thor movies, Warhorse, Crimson Peak and Kong Skull Island, walks through all guns a-blazing and quickly takes over people using his scepter, including Hawkeye and Selvick. Fury manages to escape with the cube until Hawkeye shoots him and runs out with Selvik and Loki with the case in hand. Hill tries to stop them from bleeding, failing miserably as Fury runs for his life as the Tesseract's power surge threatens to blow the building sky-high. In a ridiculous car chase slash gunfight between Hill and Hawkeye with Loki taking potshots at shield cars as they escape, the building blows up in an underground nuclear explosion style as Fury's helicopter barely gets away. Fury Tries in vain to stop Loki and company from escaping. However, Loki shoots down his helicopter with Fury leaping out last minute. Fury calls for the level seven, which means war. Up pops the Avengers Assemble title and note it had to be changed in Europe as the Avengers movie came out in 1998. The Avengers being Mr. Peel and Mrs. St- Sorry, Mr. Peel, Mr. Steed and Mrs. Peel even the classic 60s tv show cut to somewhere in russia with black widow once again played by scarlett johansson tied to a chair being walked over by russian general and his goons a cell phone goes off natasha makes a call it is colson calling her to get the fuck out of russia and she escapes with ease as she beats up the russians um as colson listens over the phone that was a fucking shit take john Ugh. Once that is over, Coulson charges her to find the, quote, big guy. The sends chills up her cocky little spine as we cut to India, with a little girl running through the crowds in a desperate race to find a doctor. She tracks down Dr. Bruce Banner, a.k.a. The Hulk, played by Noonock Eric Banner. Nope, not Edward Norton, but Mark Ruffalo of 54. In the cut, Zodiac, Thor, Ragnarok, and uh, the Avenger movies. Note, he called Edward Norton uh, to ask for his blessing to take over the role as the Hulk, with Norton saying, good luck, you're going in the dick, mate. After a quick cock and bull story of her ill father, Banner falls little girl into the middle of nowhere, where Black Widow awaits for him, asking him to join the Avengers nervously. And I love how she's cocky until Banner tests her, so she pulls out a gun, which is useless against the Hulk, because the Hulk has shot himself in the face multiple times, according to both the Hulk and Incredible Hulk movies. So that bullet would have done precisely Jack, followed by shit. With that, Banner signs up to hunt for the cube, due to giving off gamma radiation. Cut to Fury, dealing with the Shadow World Security Council hellhead. head. Uh, hey, hey. Held by a uh, powers of uh, boost a uh, Gideon uh, Malik. Uh, Spoil out, he's Hydra. Fury wants to use the Avengers, but the council said no. So Fury uses of anyway, because that's how the fuck that works. Mm. Cut to Steve Rogers slash Captain America, played by Chris Evans of Not an All Mover movie, even Cellular, a fantastic four movies, The Losers, Gifted as he's in the gym boxing off his aggression and note a cutscene with him looking up his old squad and Peggy leading to this scene would have made this scene more powerful as this one just makes him look like he's a pissed off guy. Anyway moving on getting flashbacks to Captain America First Avenger which I'll be covering in July Fury hands him the Avengers to lead and tells him to stop Loki at all costs and is this supposed to be right after he's defrosted, or what? Anyway, Captain quips, and nothing surprised him more. with Fury saying, 10 bucks, you're wrong. On to Iron Man, played again by Robert Downey Jr. As he's fixing the power line to Stark Tower underwater using his arc technology. His arc reactor technology, that's. Tony's in on a phone to Paper Potts once again, played by Gwyneth Paltrow, who harshes his ego trip as his arc reactor works and Stark Tower is now running on clean power. Tony lands on his lit up Christmas tree of a tower as he strips out of his Mark VI suit as he walks into the arms of Pepper and note, Paltrow is a barefoot here as Downey Jr. is wearing four inch lifts to make him look taller because the two were supposed to be the same height. Mm. Coxon thankfully barges in on Tony and Pepper's lovey-dovey bullshit to hand Tony files on the Avengers, and I love how Pepper knows Coulson's first name is Phil, whereas Tony just calls him Agent, also how she knows uh, Coulson's personal life, however, why is she in this thing, whereas Thor's girlfriend Jane isn't, and nor is Betty Ross, who isn't even bloody mentioned in this fucking movie. If Incredible Hulk isn't canon, then why is there snippets of it when Tony opens the secret files on the other Avenger members? Also, the same footage is shown when Captain America is watching it on a Quinjet, so if it's not canon, why are they showing it? Hmm. Hmm. Cut to a Quinjet with Coulson and Captain on it heading to the base. It's here Captain finds out Banner was working on a super soldier serum that made him Captain America. And how this was made to make him into the Hulk canon. And here is the start of Captain not getting pop culture references. This is also the start of Coulson's bromance with the Captain. On to Loki's hidden underground lab. and note. In a deleted scene on a Blu-ray, it is said this lab is 70 feet underground with 7 foot thick lead-lined walls. Therefore, detection is pointless where he's pulled into a vision via his scepter to a meeting with the other, and how the Chitauri army wants to take over the world. Loki tries to stand up to him, but he warns him of him, and if he fails, he will have nowhere to hide, as he will hunt him down and kill him mercilessly, him being Thanos. As back to reality, Loki puts Selvik to work, unlocking the cube's power. As Captain and Coulson land on Helicarrier on board as Black Widow. Banner and of course Fury, the helicopter carrier, transforms and takes off from the water. And notes the hairy Heli? heli? Uh, the Heli carrier taking off in the water was last minute addiction by Wheaton and pissed off the CGI people. Captain heads to the bridge where he just hands over ten bucks to Fury, because that's funny, right? These are the started lame ass fucking jokes. Oh dear god. Banner gets Fury to use spectrometers to search out gamma radiation, as back to Logie's underground lab, as Selvie gets Hawkeye to hunt for iridium, which uh, he needs to make anti-protons. Uh, back on Helicarrier, with Coulson asking Captain to sign his trading cards, yet more bromance crap, one of Fury's agents, Sitwell, played by uh, Max who Uh, a tells Fury he's found Loki in Germany. Captain is tasked to hand this, cut to Stuttgart at a gala where Loki kills a scientist to take his eyeball, which Hawkeye needs to break into a lab to steal the iridium. Loki goes outside to flex his might as Captain flies in to stop Loki, facing off against the god of mischief until Iron Man flies in with ACDC's shoot to thrill blasting. One blast from Iron Man and a reindeer games gives up. On the Quinjet ride back to the helicarrier, Captain questions as to why Loki gave up so easily. But all Iron Man wants to do is make stupid little jokes such as "capsicle." thunder rumbles and lightning almost strikes the jet. This uneasies Loki and Cue Thor's return, played by Chris Hemsworth of Home really. Star Trek 2009, Cabin in the Woods and the Thor movies. And how does Thor return? Wasn't the Bifrost completely destroyed at the end of Thor? All this says is dark magic was used, nothing more. Hm, bloody bad writing. And Q a balls-to-the-wall fight between Iron Man, Captain, and Thor over Loki, which goes into a forest in which Thor's lightning blast overpowers Iron Man 400%, yet this is never used again, much like Captain blocking Thor's hammer strike with his shield causing a shockwave. Anyway, this fight lasts 5 minutes and is completely pointless because you know for a fact these are not going to kill each other because they're good guys. Loki is captured again and taken to the helicarrier and this is where Loki's plan was all along. Even after Fury locks him in an unescapable cell, strong enough to hold back even the Hulk. Loki wanted to be caught as his scepter subtly controls the minds of the Avengers causing infighting. Thor tells Captain and co-Loki is his brother and he would deal with him, not these earthlings until Black Widow points out he has killed 80 people in two days. Also, Banner questions as to why Loki needs iridium, with Stark pointing out it is to hold the doorway open for as long as Loki wants, long enough to get his entire army through to take over the world. Tony goes to Fury's control station and subtly plants a bug so Jarvis can hack in. As Banner and Stark work on Loki's scepter, Tony shocks Banner and he jokes that what is the secret to keep the big guy at bay? Captain sees this and starts the infighting. Stark plants the seed of doubt in Cap's mind as not to trust Fury, saying that he is not only a spy but he is the spy. And note, in a scene, Robert Downey is eating, this was in the script, and would drive the grips. My tried to find all the food he hid around set so we didn't just let him do with it as he wishes i mean why wouldn't he fucking control him he's a fucking director you idiot banner tells Stark, and captain loki plans on using stark tower as his arc reactor power source to open the doorway to get his army through to earth stark And now even Banner tells Captain not to trust Shield or indeed Fury. So Captain sneaks around the lower decks of the Helicarrier finding Hydra's weapons from the first Captain America movie. Back to Selvig who is now in a mobile lab heading to Stark Tower as he puts the finishing touches on the Tesseract key type thing. As on board the Helicarrier, Black Widow tries to quiz Loki but Loki turns the tables and plays Mind's Game with main gives her, getting her to give up her bloody past yet this somehow is what she wanted all along, Kaden. In the lab Fury is mad that Tony has planted a bug and goes off on Stark, Edwalk's Captain with the Hydra guns, so Fury backtracks as and walks Thor and Black Widow, so with all the Avengers in one room, Loki's plan can be put into action by getting them all to infight fight and spread drish distrust via the scepter, as all this is Infighting is happening Hawkeye tracks Loki's scepter and attacks a helicarrier taking out one of its engines Banner tracks down the Tesseract and surprise surprise. It's in Stark Tower Why well, I just 10 minutes earlier So the infighting would be on me, but moving on and why isn't Stark Tower getting any bullet security guards for fuck's sake Selfie just walks in and takes over the place. Uh, fucking lazy writing with the helicarrier under fire the Avengers must band together to stop Hawkeye and the helicarrier crashing to earth Iron Man and Cap head outside to fix the damaged engine. Black Widow is trapped with an injured banner who turns into the Hulk and smashes through the lower decks like a hot knife through butter with Black Widow running for her life. Uh, outside, Captain and Iron Man team up to fix the damaged engine which they do however. Iron Man gets stuck in turbines and saves Captain last minute with the badly damaged suit taking out a goon as he does so. As of are doing that, Thor takes on the Hulk. In the flight deck, but he's no match and is knocked in his ass. The two continue their fight throughout the ship, destroying everything and everything, anything in their path. So Hill calls for air support back up to distract the Hulk, who takes it out with ease. As Hulk escapes, well done, Maria. Hill, love you, fucking idiot. Hawkeye attacks the bridge, planting a virus using one of his arrows. This causes the other engines to shut down. Uh, one thing here: if Iron Man didn't get the engine fixed. And Thor wasn't tricked into letting Loki out. Wouldn't Loki have died in the car in the crash when any of all these people died in the crash for fuck's sake? Now Loki is free due to Thor's stupidity. Colson tries in vain to stop him escaping and has run through with Loki's scepter. He dies as Loki sends a trapped in Hulk's un- unescapable cell, Thor crashing down to earth. Still not to worried. One trip to Tahiti later, and Coulson is right as rain because, you know, it's all connected. Goddamn seagulls! As this is happening, Black Widow fights Hawkeye, and with one bonk in the head later, he's free from Loki's mind control. Thorn uses all his might to escape the Hulk's cell, breaking free last minute as the cell crashes, smashing into rocks into multiple pieces. And Kayden, if Thor can escape, and then how the fuck couldn't Thor? Hulk? Hulk's stronger. Uh, who gets a shit? This is bad writing. Loki escapes on a quinjet. Fury uses Coulson's death to get the Avengers on board once and for all, going so far as to smear Coulson's blood on the Captain America trading cards. Banner wakes up naked in the outskirts of New York to be helped by a security guard. Said a guard being Harry Dean Stanton of Alien, a franchise I'm covering sometime next year. He puts him on a right path, gives him clothes and a motorbike to head back into the fight. One quick lovey-dovey scene between Hawkeye and Black Widow later, and got she gets around. First it was Tony, now Hawkeye, then Captain, and finally Banner. The two are BFs again, and Hawkeye is free to be an Avenger, because that's how that one works. A pissed off Avenger team, well half of it anyway, head to Stark Tower to deal with Loki once and for all. Iron Man is in a heavily damaged suit leading the way, which he barely gets to the tower. He tries to get Selvic to turn off the Tesseract doorway type thing, but he refuses, so Tony tries to blast it. But it is shielded, as Jarvis, once again voiced by Paul Bethany, tells Tony it is made up of pure energy and indeed is unbreakable. Tony suits and gets Jarvis to make the Mark 7 suit as uh, so he has a quick chit chat with Loki with Tony telling him he may have an army but they have a Hulk all the while. Tony is putting on gold bracelets which Jarvis uses to put the Mark 7 on Tony after Loki throws him out the window after failing to control Tony with his scepter because Tony hasn't got a heart, he's got that arc reactor. And note, I have that same Black Sabbath t-shirt Tony's wearing, yay, go geek me. Loki opens up the gateway, so out pours his army on basically flying jet skis, and this is another bloody street beam up to the sky as shit comes through type stuff, which is the bane of modern day bloody ball movies, for fuck's sake, stop doing this already. I mean, you had, what, Avengers doing it? You had Ghostbusters doing it? You had Fantastic Four doing it? You had suicide squad doing and the transformers are doing enough already for fuck's sake iron man takes on as many as he can but he's soon over overrun overpowered thor lands and takes on loki who during this fight smashes up stark's name leaving the a standing making it now the avengers tower during this fight the quinjet captain and hawkeye and widow are on takes a hit from loki's scepter so crash landing they take on loki's army as Thor beats the everlasting shit out of Loki. As is happening, a space whale slash turtle comes through the gateway, which is basically a living troop carrier. Thor gets attracted by Loki's bullshit lies, who then stabs him in the guts and just walks off. So Thor throws him off the building. Loki however lands on one of the space, just take things and flies off. Oh's hell's breaking loose. So Captain leaves Hawkeye and Widow, to deal with the troops as he helps out trap people in buildings, and note, Captain running to save people was done in one take by Evans himself, all that running, leaping, jumping and dodging explosions go him. Also note, Widow and Hawkeye's fighting and stunts were done by Scarlett Johansson and Jimmy Rayner themselves. Captain returns to Widow and Hawkeye after handing out instructions to NYPD to get people off the streets, he hands out orders to the Avengers just as Banner arrives on a motorbike. He quickly changes into the Hulk, as Iron Man, quote, brings the party to them, in the shape of a giant space wheel, which one punch from Hulk, and he kills it. One quick trailer pose later of all the Avengers arming themselves as the camera spins, and it's the final fight, and oh yeah, Banner's super secret to keep Hulk at bay is he's always angry. Much like myself, actually. The Avengers split up to deal with all the alien threats. Thor is in the sky electrifying them as they enter via the gateway. Iron Man takes out the ones that get through. Captain and Waddle deal with foot soldiers as Hawkeye shoots out the patterns from his auto perch as well. Hulk smashes. With fights happening all over the city, Hulk and Thor take down another space wheel, then Hulk sucker punches Thor. Meanwhile, Waddle has hitched a ride on one of the space jet ski type things up to Stark Tower where Selvik tells her. To use Loki's scepter to unlock, so to lock down the gateway once and for all. Hulk arrives to literally ragdoll Loki, calling him a puny god. Note: Hulk's voice is actually Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk. Tony flies into the mouth of a space whale, killing it from the inside, and then he crash lands to be surrounded by Loki's army. Hawkeye from his perch is out of arrows and is also surrounded. As down on the ground, Captain is surrounded and is indeed heavily wounded, also. Meanwhile, Fury has to deal with the World Security Council, who sent a nuke to Manhattan as Fury tries in vain to stop this. So, Iron Man chases it, catches it, and sends it along with himself through the gateway, falling back to Earth through space, just as Woodrow uses lucky scepter to close the door. As much like an in Independence Day, once a ship is down, all the rest of them just fall down powerless. Tony crashes down to earth, he's caught by Hulk, fearing him dead, Thor pulls off his mask, but one of roar from Hulk waiter, and he's now magically alive. They all battered and bruised sound Loki, who just gives up. The news talks about the Avengers and QA Stanley Cameo. Fury stands in front of the World Council, holding them responsible, also telling them the track is now out of their hands once and for all. With Manhattan all but destroyed, Thor heading back with Loki and Eitriact to their home planet. The Avengers split up, going their own way as credits roll. Onto a mid-credit scene of the other telling Thanos, Thanos, even Earth is not as weak as Loki led them to believe. Onto an end-credit scene of the Avengers eating shwarma. A note: This was done last minute. In fact, only mere weeks before the movie's opening, hence why Chris Evans is hiding his face as he has grown a beard. So, that was Avengers Assemble. I was right six years ago. This is blotted, has too many bad one-liners, too many explosions, too many characters, and is just too bloody well long. This is getting a 4 out of 10. Anyway, come back next week for my look at Iron Man 3, then a the follow week for Age of Ultron. July is Captain America, August and September is Superman, October is House of my look at the house movies, November is Scary Mover, M- M- Mover Scary Movies, or No Scare November, and December is Festive Fear. Too. So, don't forget to share, like, comment, and subscribe. Also, follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Email me move suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Also, if you're feeling extremely generous, check out my Patreon podcast where, for just $1 a month, you get access to exclusive podcasts, uh, which is my partner and myself. Look at classic movies, including Beetlejuice. These movies are wonderful. Well over an hour long, and are unscripted, uncut, unrehearsed, and indeed, unedited. So these are fun, these bloody movies. Also, we may may or may not be drunk during these. (laughs) Anyway, check out my franchise podcast of Star Wars, Mad Max, Blade, Psycho, Gremlins, and more. Also my solo podcast of Catwoman, They Live, Dracula, and many, many more. Now, bye-bye, I'm off to have some Schwarmer, whatever the fuck that is.